You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's the APC Podcast, acmepackingcompany.com, part of SB Nation, Packers Talk, all of the time. Hey, Ben. What up? Not much, man. Zach Rapport here, Ben Foldy over there, live and in person at the CUNY School of Journalism. Ben eating jelly beans. I'm wearing a pink Florida hat from Publix in Tampa. True story. That's a weird... Super specific. It is. Bought it on my way to go kayaking on Crystal River. No Alex Patakis today. Hashtag free Alex. The legend continues. It grows. Is there much of a legend? Oh, hey! Damn. You blew the pit early. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, It's going well. That's Alex Patakis. I like Alex Patakis on Twitter. I like your hat. I have returned. That's Alex (laughs) Patakis' music. (laughs) My off-season hiatus is is over. I don't have uh, any walk-up music for you. Sorry. That's fine. I don't deserve it. I've missed too much much time. I'm not really sure. As much as we ask that to other people, I haven't... uh... Prime, how about that? Ooh, I'll take it. NFL prime time. Man, that music ingrained in my soul as a kid. I'm almost ashamed of like how much football coverage I used to watch when I was younger. Like you watch it now and you're like, man, what an idiot. Like 12 year old me like really cared that much about like what Tom Jackson said was going to happen. Right. In, like all 15 NFL games that day. Whatever. It used to be easier to watch too, though. Like the games are more compressed. They weren't like spread out on Thursdays. And that's true. You know, like you could just kind of spend all Sunday watching football. Back in my day. Yeah. Yeah. We're sounding uh, kind of old. I'm curious. Did you get a public sub when you were there? Have you had those like a number of times? Because you travel quite a bit. I don't know. Yeah. If you... Well, my Is this, like, uh, a thing they're known for. Oh, the pub subs a big yeah. thing. I really? just introduced a, uh, my partner, a Wisconsinite to it last week. My partner's from Tampa, which is why we were there. Yeah. So uh, she has schooled me in the way of the public sub as well as the cookie. Oh, the which cookie. is not as good as she remembers, but it's still good. So I is mean, the sub good or bad? It's good. It's a good oh, it's sandwich. Good. It's, it's okay. not like great, but it's there's just like something about it. It's like a, it's it like big? the most Floridian thing to do. I did this when I missed another show because I was home in Florida. The most Floridian thing to do ever is like wake up. It's like 10 a.m. You get your pub sub, throw it in a cooler, like pub go to the sub, beach. Some colloquial lingo there. Go to the beach or like on your friend's boat or something and then like eat one half at the front end of the day and like the other half at the end. You get the chicken so tender sub. Speaking my language. So it's a, it's a big sub. sub. Uh, it's a it's like a 15 inch. Yeah, it's no, it's like it's, it's more no, wide. Yeah, it's, it's really like wide. wider. It's probably just a 12 oh. inch, uh, 12 inch hoagie or whatever you want to call it. But um, hero. <laughs> All right, Florida, yeah, Florida listeners, get at us with your uh, with your fact checking at. Well, there's public in a lot of places other than Florida, though. Yeah, it's true. It's like all over the south. I would say like south in like SEC country. I feel like Publix is probably pretty prominent. All right, Georgia listeners, get at. <laughs> so, I would think. Tennessee, anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's a good hat. Thank you, it and it's good, good to see you guys. Yeah, likewise. Um, it's good to see you. And we're excited. Uh, for Oren Burks. We are excited. Well, oh, yeah, guys... burying the lead. Oren Burks to join us here in a second. Third round He's pick. He's probably had a pub sub. Oh, yeah. At one point or another. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that he did. 
Um, wonder if they ha- we should we should ask him if they have Publix in Fairfax Station, Virginia. I think that's where he's from. Yeah, I know they don't have it in Green Bay. That's for sure, right? What's the big one there? Piggly Wiggly or no? That's I don't well, I don't do Piggly Wiggly still exists. Sure. Okay. I've seen them. Yeah. I mean, pick and saves. If those. Oh yeah, still pick a and thing. save. Oh, pick and save. I haven't been to Wisconsin in a while. Memories. It's kind of weird. Talking grocery stores. <laughs> <Yeah>. Mid-May <laughs> football. It's the yeah. off-season, baby. Um, I'm back to derail the show. Yeah. Uh, no, but you can get at the show, The APC Pod on Twitter. I haven't forgot. Uh, the APC Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can get at us, at Ben Foldy, at Zach Rapport. Yep. You haven't changed your Twitters. Nope. At Alex Patakis. Nope. I, I still check it every so often uh, on Twitter. Slot up in the mentions if you want to uh, go ahead and do that. But anyway, um, should we get to just like a couple quick things before in Burks? There was obviously a big thing that was, uh, you know, you know, transcends just Packers and football talk this week when uh, Gaza. No, <laughs> sorry. Hey, man, you can get into that. I'm uh, sitting in the middle I, of a journalism school. I'm sure you've been talking about this no, all day. No, no. Uh, yes. So sports gambling yeah. coming to. Basically everywhere near you. Probably maybe. Coming easy. to a Piggly Wiggly maybe. near you. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I think the states have different... There's Different states have different... There's going to be states that I don't think that this ruling is going to change a lot for. But then there's going to be states, probably like ours, and like our neighbors in New Jersey, um, where gambling is going to be legalized very soon. Within two weeks in New Jersey, you are, it's going to be like open season. Going to be able to gamble on... Uh, Rookie camp, not rookie camp, uh, OTA, injury, yeah. over-unders, Just and stuff weird, like that. Just weird prop bets. I'm now, into that. I'm of the belief that if you are a better, uh, if you are someone who partakes in gambling, you probably would have found a way to place a bet on a lot of stuff that you probably didn't even think you could bet on aren't you one of, way or another. Aren't you of that belief because you are that person? Uh, I would not say, I, so I'll put it this way, <laughs> and this isn't like a justification because, uh, like for, for, I guess, being into that, because... I, in no way am I like I not like I have friends who are way worse than me. Like I know my limits. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Oh. I'm just <laughs> never saying. heard that before. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Just burying myself. Uh, Welcome back. No, I I would say I'm I, almost exclusively a football season gambler. So you're saying that people who mostly not on the package. People who way. wanted to gamble would already be gambling. I'm I, I'm not saying that there's not going to be an increase in gambling because I will probably gamble more than I used to. Yes, I I think a lot of people will. I wonder if people like if there's anything um, that's like people who used to like the mystique, like being gone to it, if there's anything to that. But I really don't think so, because everyone's always like, oh, like things are more fun when it's like it, you're not supposed to be doing it. Well, like, you don't have to like, call up Jimmy. Do right. you smoke less weed when marijuana, like recreational marijuana becomes legalized in your state? Like, no, you just like you just do it. So like, you did it for a reason. Like, like I didn't just, do it because it was like forbidden, quote unquote. It's less fun now because I don't have to meet my like no, bookie not, at the deli not counter. At all. Well, here's, guess what? It, it, <laughs> like, do people drink less after uh, <laughs> after the prohibition it, era? Like, no. Like that didn't take away the mystique for people in Canada when I lived in Quebec. The there were bookies obviously, and then there's also the online stuff is hosted on the yeah. native reservations. But the government of Quebec also ran a sports gambling thing through the lottery, so you you could like walk into your bodega, print up a ticket, place, and everything had to be a parlay. You had to do three bets. Oh, really? Like they could be. It had it to could be? be a mix of props and all these other things. That's interesting. Um, and the odds weren't that great. Or the odds weren't as good as you'd get from a bookie. So that was like so. One thing I could see is if the odd, if the enforcement is high, if the states monopolize and crack down on on non, you know, 
non-monopolized betting. Right, right. And the states then offer worse odds or like forced parlays and things like that, then I could actually see gambling going down. That's interesting. But I, I, don't, I don't think that's how it's going to shake out. But that's one way I could see it kind of playing a role. And I've never even been to Vegas. And I don't think there's any type of like regulation like, or uh, no, no, restriction no, like that where it's like a, you But have I mean, to... like if you're Delaware and you... I mean, Delaware is a bad example because their tax laws are crazy. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're looking to... If, if there's a state that's looking to use the gambling revenues as state revenues... Right. And decides that it wants to do that through not having competition and also kind of... Not not setting the odds in their favor, but you know, forcing yeah. people to parlay, then you know maybe you'll have less less gambling overall. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think uh, one of the um, one of the things that uh, if if we're gonna start talking about like you know since it's probably going to be legal and since this is a Packers podcast, is there anything, let's say hypothetical bet that you'd be willing to bet on right now for the season. That might be a fun little way to wrap this whole thing up. Like that Aaron Rodgers will sign a contract extension before the, before preseason. There you go. Okay. Uh, Rodgers touchdown passes, I think is another one that I almost always put the over on. Obviously last year that wasn't, uh, wasn't too good. Um, <laughs> can't predict it. 10, 10 games. Is there, is there over, over. 10 even? That's Ooh. what it says, but that's weird. I don't know if I'd be willing to go over on that just yet. But this is way too early, I, obviously. Okay, so are the Packers the best team in the division as it stands after the draft? No. no. Vikings? No, I think the Vikings are still are. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people think the Bears are going to be the most improved team, Yeah, but which that's, is another thing, yeah, but like, whatever. Like, but I also am seeing articles what? that's like like that are talking about Mitch Trubisky and like, oh, they still got to get him. They still have to. The thing they have to improve about Mitch Trubisky is throwing the football. Oh, that's it? Well, like, they yeah, don't, I mean, they oh, don't. Cool. They're, they're, they're don't, really working on they that. They don't though. really know how good he is at throwing a <laughs> yeah. football, right? Like the offense was not. There were games where he threw like five passes. I just think season. that, like, yeah, Chicago fans and media are getting getting it twisted about like how good their team is going to be. Certainly, that they are they are improved, but they made deliberate game plans last year around the fact that their quarterback couldn't do anything other than run around. I think that's. I mean, I'll, I'll put a little of that on John Fox. Let's be real. Like John Fox is is just not know how to run. All right, a, prove me wrong, Chicago. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I, here. Look, I think the I'm combination here. of of Najee and um, Trey Burton and Allen Robinson, who managed to make Blake Bortles look like a real quarterback for <sighs> a couple of seasons, um, accurate. I would not be shocked if, I mean, Trey Burton alone, I think, is going to have a really big impact All on right. that on that offense. Yeah, um, just because Najee, it's like. And Tarek Cohn is a really good kind of he's a really good kind of gadget for them in the in the uh, Don nah, blah, 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 blah. the guy he's really fast on <laughs> the Chiefs Tyreek Hill yeah 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 so they they've got a lot of the same pieces that the Chiefs had when when he was there and I think they'll probably try you know I think what they're going for is to redo that and they did all that with Alex Smith so you know if 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 yeah. Trubisky can manage some Alex Smithian kind of numbers. I think that offense will be much improved. You're talking to do it. The Bears will be fine. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I don't <laughs> think they'll be like taking out the Packers. I just um, think that's what happens when you're like really desperate is that you, you have someone that you don't know sucks yet. And I'm not saying that he will <laughs> suck, but like that the fact that you don't know if he sucks yet, it's automatically like he's great. Hope springs eternal, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, I want to move on quickly before uh, Oren Burks. Uh, one of the things we saw somewhat recently and less than 24 hours ago uh ian rapaport tweeting more about the packers if the packers have been have been have been have been interested involved in des bryant discussions uh it seems like we might be able to close the book on that now based on on recent uh 
reporting, I think if I'm not mistaken. I think so, but I don't know. Well, no. It, what do you mean? On on the Packers being like interested in, or not in on Dez. I don't think so. So you're closing the book on they are not in, or that they are. Who's oh. closing what book? What's the book? I thought Rappaport tweeted like uh, that it's like not going to happen. Yeah, Rappaport tweeted that oh this could happen, but the Packers aren't like actively involved. I think. Oh okay. I think was the report. That's good enough for me. Should say what? <laughs> What's the book? I still don't know what book we're closing. I think we're just closing the book on the idea of Des Bryant being a Packer. Oh, okay, so that's the book that's closed. Uh, yeah. Okay. Did I make that very confusing? I yeah, don't know how I, to I read. Just, I wasn't sure you, if the book closing was saying that, you know. Oh, like he's signed, sealed, delivered. Like it's here, not. Here no, he is. I don't know. He's probably in like Green that. Bay right now, about to emerge from the tunnel like Julius Peppers. Well, what do you guys think, where? regardless of whether or not the book is open or closed, the contents of the book, are you pro or anti the idea of Dez on the team? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been pro for it, like, without, uh, you know, again, it's like, it's not really much of a stance. Like, I, I, I don't have huge expectations for him if he is to come, but he's not someone that I'm writing off right away. I would like to think that being released by the Cowboys – a team that doesn't really have better alternatives at receiver. Yeah. Um, and Cole Beasley. Yeah. If you're the Packers, Cole Beasley's like your your worst enemy. Cole Beasley gets it. the church music. Oh my god! Until Cole Beasley gets crushed by uh, <laughs> by Kentrell Bryce. Cole Beasley gets the music. Great White Hope, man. Would Edelman get the music? No, Vasquez gets the music. No. Why does he have his number? Yeah, he no. did. He took. He is Jeff Janis 2.0, and Vasquez will have the number. The, right. Yeah, Vasquez. I've I've spoken. Vasquez gets the music. All right. All right. Oh, oh what what was the ruling on the uh, age of uh, Equinemius? Did we? Uh, did we? Did <laughs> oh, we? Are we going to accept that or not? Wait, this was even on the table. This was on Twitter. I think Joe at work. I believe. Oh uh, my god, Joe. I'm sorry. You must have not tagged me, but I. I think uh, you might have tweeted it directly at Zach, and in my late night creepings, I saw it and liked the it. Age of equanimity. I guess it uh, works. I think it could it work. Works. It's a lot of syllables, but you know what? We've done worse. I wouldn't get rid of that drop just yet. It's and you know what? Right He's now, actually. Still if it. I had to, I mean, no, I, I I'm very excited for Oren Burks. Uh, but I, if I had to pick like one draft prospect this season that i'm kind of pulling for equanimous is my guy yeah um all right so the des thing really quick i guess to be brief i would like to think that being released and then have not having much of a market for him whatsoever and like rejecting the ravens offers and they're just not being a thirst to get him on your team at a bargain yeah. would humble him in some way to the point where he's not going to be someone who feels like he comes in and needs to be a number one I wouldn't want him if he came in and thought he should be taking targets from Devontae Adams, who's clearly better than him at this point in his yeah. career. But I would want him if he was like actively willing to be like, you know what, to play with that quarterback, and I think it could be productive with less opportunity, um, I'm, I'm for it. But I guess there's no way to really tell. Mm -hmm. And I would trust them and their evaluations as they're talking to him um, or were talking to him in, in whatever decision they make. Yeah. So that's, I'm not sure that's which way I'd go on it. Um as far as the player and what he brings to the table. But I was have been annoyed, and it's been sticking in my craw a little bit to see a lot of the chatter um, on Packers Twitter and just the general general Twitter sphere, football universe, people kind of saying, oh, I don't want Dez on, on the Packers. He's a locker room cancer. Or they compare him to someone like Martellus Bennett. And, um, I mean, aside from the, you know, the – Sort of the the racist undertones mm, there, yep, of like yep. talking about attitude problems and <clears throat> excuse me being like a locker room cancer. Um, just the idea of 
uh, us as fans really thinking that we know anything about what happens and who these people are as individuals kind of just gets me fired up because it's totally false. And um, I don't know anything about Des Bryant. I just don't. And, I, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I do. I don't see him making the team worse. Right. That's like, that's it's, that's it's, a fair football all, take. Yeah, I, it's well, it's just like if you if you were to tell me that you could have Devontae Adams, um, Des Bryant and, and Randall Cobb and Jimmy Graham all in the field at the same time, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. Like and if it's on a real like team friendly contract, then like really cool. I'm okay with this. I, 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 and anybody who thinks otherwise, uh, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, they'll be like, oh, but we said that about Martellus Bennett last year. And it's like, yeah, we did. So what? Who cares? Right. Sometimes things don't work. Yeah. I think the other thing we fall into as fans, too, oftentimes is like, well, then Dez is going to take away the opportunity from these this three-pack of receivers that we just got in the <sighs> that's draft. A, that's a game of groans. That's an off-season thing. That is thing. such a game of groans thing. We're gonna, we'll are gonna probably get to that at some point in that's training a, camp. That's a trope like, yeah, I cannot stand. I, I understand that, but Des Bryant on a one-year deal, if he's taking away opportunities because he's better, I want the better guy out there. Yeah. Shit, man, I'm desperate. Like I'm trying to get a, a, another Aaron Rodgers like playoff run, and if it means Des Bryant and these guys have to take a back seat, guess what? Plenty of room on the practice squad. Now, these, are the same, oftentimes. these are the same people who bemoan the draft and develop philosophy. Right. It's like it's so it's it's what it's ass backwards. Yeah. And the same people who crown the seventh round receiver every year, the sixth round like I, I mean I feel very attacked. <laughs> well, I'm not no, I'm not saying that. Like it's it's fair to be excited and say like that's good value, but like to be like, Wow, we don't need him. We have these Equity. guys. Yeah. No, I like, come on. We like have D'Angelo Yancey, like no, I mean, no am, shade to Yancey, but I am also yeah. I'm also very on you know, I think I've said this a number of times in the past few months that that I think uh, um a rash of um, un- abnormally successful NFL rookie wide receivers has really kind of skewed people's perceptions on how long it takes it to it. It normally takes for a wide receiver to really be an effective contributor at the NFL level. Yeah, and uh, I'm not actually expecting that much out of the rookies this, this yeah. season. I and think that's fair not to, and I think that we like, we learned some <laughs> lessons in 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 some of these guys. Like we, Devontae Adams took a long time to develop. Some of that was injury. A lot of that was like, remember when the quarterback didn't like him, like and he he like didn't trust him, yeah, and and was pretty open about him like needing to be where he needs to be, and like there's a learning curve. And I'm not being sarcastic when I say this. If any of the receivers that we drafted this year ends up being half the gunner Jeff Janice is, I'm fine if he doesn't take one rep on offense this season because that will be enough for me. It's gonna be because there is a giant hole in my heart. It's gonna be Valdez out there running down the I'm field. You, it's Valdez. Just standing in someone's face as they fair catch a punt. <laughs> I I am very uh, you know what I'm I, I feel the way we'll feel when Aaron Rodgers is no longer playing quarterback. Like it was a joy to see. I and also, I'm sad that I won't get to see it anymore. I'm just really excited. I'm like pretty excited for the punter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Jk. I'm like I'm here for it. Have you watched like the punting highlights? I can't bring myself. Dude, to do it. it. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. <laughs> Have you watched the punting highlights? No, like. <laughs> Go to the punting tape, man. It's great. Is there do, do when you're drafting a punter? Do you even do you watch film? Like, do the Packers watch that film? I hope so. Or is it just Ben Foley watching that film? <laughs> no, no, no. Do I didn't watch it. At, like, I didn't watch net, it before. Do they just look at the net punt yards and no. be like, "Yep, seriously, good. no." But when you watch the tape, you'll be like, "Oh, wow." I just think it's like you look at the net punt yards, you interview him. He's not a serial killer. Sign him up. Like that, it works for me. I'm, telling, I'm gonna the second we get off the air, I'm gonna start sending you punt, punt Twitter. <laughs> And, nice. you're gonna, and you're going to be into it. 
because these punts are amazing. And I believe there was also some anecdote from from a, a recent practice where uh, J.K. JK Scott takes he only took one punt, and uh, Zook is watching it, and he he makes the punt. And then Zook turns around to Mike McCarthy and just gives him a smile. And then Mike McCarthy then turns around to Brian Kudegunz and just gives him a thumbs oh up. God. And then several hours later, uh, the other punter was released. Vogel? Oh, yeah. He's well, gone. Vogel supposedly asked to be released because yeah. if he was going to get cut, he that makes wanted sense. it. He was probably he watching that chain happen. Did. Like the punting equivalent of Ben Roethlisberger being annoyed that they I mean, drafted wait, Mason how, Rudolph. Would, like, Justin oh, wait, Vogel's we... like, wait, you drafted this kid? We could have drafted somebody that could have contributed on special teams. Somebody who could have covered the punt. Yeah. Quick non hot take. Was there ever any doubt that Ben Roethlisberger is a shitty person? Holy crap. I know. Come on. But yeah, I'm a little I'm a little that surprised that Joe Flacco feels like he has like uh, you know, something to be like, Oh my god, you drafted a quarterback. Like you're Joe fucking Flacco. Come on, dude. I think Ben I mean Ben Roethlisberger. You also didn't is... play last like you barely played last season. Like, you were on the field, but you didn't really play. <laughs> yeah. Ben's being an ass and he's insecure and he's just probably a terrible guy. Flacco's job is actually in trouble. Like yeah. if he's upset, it's because he knows his day is pretty much over. He yeah. also can barely move. Like, last season he couldn't. Roth, they're not going to replace Roethlisberger. Like it's just not going to happen. No. Even if Mason Rudolph came in, and was great right away. Flacco, you can GTFO. See ya. Like, Although if I, I need to see Lamar Jackson on the field. No, man. but if I were the Ravens, I would I would let let Flacco give give him his rope for a while. Jackson, I mean, I, I'm never in favor of starting a, a rookie quarterback. Maybe not to start, but like if he comes in and he's not good in the way that he tends to be not good. You're talking um, about Flacco. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think you give him the hook, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Ozzie well, Newsom will have some big. La- I mean, I guess if anybody's going to do it, it might as well be Ozzie Newsom in his last season. Yeah, true. Just be like, Speaking All right, of giving him the it. hook, we should do that to this conversation. Yeah, there you go. Get to Oren Burke. Stop making our uh, our guests wait. Um, People didn't come here to listen to some half-baked Ravens takes? Come on. We got, we <laughs> giving um, the audience what they want. They came here for Oren Burks, new Packers linebacker, new number 42, and he joins us next. Really excited to be joined by the Packers' third-round draft pick. We're excited to have a new linebacker, safety, hybrid, athlete on defense, Oren Burks is uh, joining us here on the APC podcast. Uh, thanks a lot for taking the time. Um, are, are you relieved now that the draft process is over? I got to imagine this is probably a pretty good feeling right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's been great to get to, to Green Bay and get right to work. And we've been doing uh, kind of the underwear Olympics for a while and a bunch of workouts and uh, visits and that sort of thing, but it's good to kind of just get – get settled into a, a normal routine with a, with a great organization. We hear a lot of guys talk about the, the draft process, and I'm wondering if there's anything about it that surprised you, or did it all kind of seem like what you, you know, you saw coming? Um, there were some things that you, you kind of know are coming. Like, uh, like for me, it was a little bit thrown off because uh, I didn't get any uh, senior bowl invites right away. Uh, so I got a late uh, invite to the actual senior bowl down in Mobile. 
so I got that call Wednesday morning and arrived Thursday. Uh, so that that was kind of last minute, uh, not expecting that kind of thing, but uh, made the most of that opportunity and then kind of rolled through uh, the rest of the process after that, having a good combine and good pro day and business and things like that. But uh, but the one thing I wasn't expecting was just probably the, just how much, uh, how many things just go into that entire process, like everything's being evaluated, uh, pulling up uh, injury reports from freshman year and that kind of thing. So. Uh, everything matters uh, when, it, when it comes to this process. You referenced the injury reports from freshman year. Did anybody ask you anything like that was ridiculous where, you know, you maybe bite your tongue, but you're like, come on, man. Uh, there was one team they asked me to, uh, so it's 26 letters in the alphabet. They asked me to match A1, B2, C3 all the way uh, through the rest of the alphabet. So that was a interesting one for sure. Huh. Count, counting is yeah. a skill in the NFL, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly applies to playing football. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so when when it, it, speaking of kind of the, the the depth of the process, when did did you or when if you did or did you have a sense that the Packers were interested in you before they actually took you? Yeah. So they uh, they were actually kind of one of the the last teams to reach out. Um, for a visit, so I took local days to the Redskins and the Ravens, and then uh, took a visit to the Titans. So uh, the Packers were really my only true 30 visit. Uh, basically, a team that I hadn't either been in school in Nashville or had my hometown back in Virginia. So uh, they called me for a visit and uh, just spent a lot of time with their coaches, and I felt felt good about the the visit. Um, sitting down with Coach Graham, and uh, uh, I don't know, just got a good vibe about uh, Green Bay, like just. Uh, taste of the history here and the tradition of uh, just winning ball games the right way and uh, kind of was uh, excited about the opportunity but uh, at that point like it, I just kind of got in my head that uh, I could literally go anywhere in the nation uh, so I wasn't trying to get my hopes up for any one team but just really happy that it was Green Bay Packers. I don't know how they how specific they might get in rookie minicamp that you've, you've already been through I know you've had some time with your coaches but do you have an idea uh, of the kind of role you'll, you'll play in this defense? And we've talked about a lot on this show. It's kind of almost like positionless. It's getting like the NBA where you can't pigeonhole a guy. And the Packers last year were very much like that. But they also have a new coordinator. So I'm wondering if you have a clear understanding of where you think you're going to fit in on this defense. Uh, I'll definitely be an inside backer. Uh, the Mike and Will, I've played a little bit of both. So uh, still kind of feeling that out. But, um, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm just – Excited to kind of get the opportunity to get on the field. So wherever that is, I'll, I'll be ready to take the second season. But uh, wherever uh, coach has me, I'm, I'm excited to, to get started. So uh, one thing that the Packers, I don't know how much film you watched of the Packers last year, kind of what the defense needs to work on. But last year, one thing that burned us a lot is uh, screen passes. And as far as we can tell, you seem like a pretty good anti-screen weapon just with your build and your speed. Um do you did has anybody brought that up with you specifically? Like we play Tarek Cohn, you know, twice a year, and we get burned by Alvin Kamara three or four times last season. Um, has anybody like specifically mentioned that? Uh, that's kind of what the game is moving towards—a more athletic back to kind of get out of the backfield and uh, just kind of have that that versatility to to be a, a threat. Uh, so I saw that a couple times in, in film and a couple posts tag me in on, on Twitter and things like that. But um, uh, we did a great job uh, covering the screen. Our coaches did a great job like just kind of keying uh, what, what, what some things to look for uh, with linemen, 
um, their attack and that that type of thing. So got a pretty good read for uh, just what what to do on screenplays. And one of the one of the main coaching points from uh, Coach Marv at, at Vanderbilt, my inside linebackers coach, was just running a straight line uh, because linemen in space too athletic. So uh, you you run in a straight line, like straight to the running back. They don't know where he is. You have the advantage of knowing where the running back is. Uh, kind of just attacking and aggressive. Uh, generally works out or he has to make a move either way, uh, which which kind of slows it down for the rest of your team to, to rally to the ball. So that's kind of how we played it in college, at least. You know, the other thing that the Packers have kind of lacked for a little bit of a while, and, and maybe they're getting it back, and I'm only saying this because the players themselves will say this, is like a, an element of nastiness. I know Mike Daniels has been like the pioneer of this, and every time it feels like every time the Packers select a defensive player, he's the first one to tweet at them. Uh, have you heard from any of the Packers veterans? Are you encouraged at all by um, some of the guys that you're going to get the opportunity to work with? Yeah, I've talked with Mike a, a good bit uh, so far. This, uh, uh, what do you call it, his workouts, OTAs, all that, all that kind of stuff uh, this, this past week. But uh, like you said, like that, that nastiness that they want to bring to defense, uh, definitely get that vibe as a whole. Uh, and we, I feel like we have a great uh, group of guys that are ready to get after it this year. So, I'm excited just to, to kind of just get rolling. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a lot of energy in the locker room, and uh, we, we feel like we can definitely win Super Bowls with this team, so looking forward to it. Does Mike Pettin, uh, your new defensive coordinator, does he embody that? Because to me, he looks really scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't see him as too scary, but uh, he definitely brings some, some intensity. Uh, and just knowing your assignments and the way that we play football, uh, kind of that pack mentality they talk about, but... Um, Man, it's 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 exciting stuff. Like literally, just coming, you're turning dreams into reality, playing at this level, and uh, just got to give it all you got. Are you a Dragon Ball Z guy? I'm wondering. <laughs> Is that something you'll partake in with uh, Mike Daniels? I'm not too much of a Dragon Ball Z guy, but I, I can get into it. I guess. I mean, I'll, I'll have some free time to kind of pick up to catch up. I would say you'll watch some film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do some uh, do some studying. What about Fortnite? You can't be having carpal tunnel. Uh, so I, I had a, a pr- probably a pretty bad experience with Fortnite. So um, I've only played probably three times, and the third time I was 99. So after that, I kind of yeah, yeah, kind of kind of decided that uh, that wasn't the best game for me. So I, I'm not a really big video game guy, but uh, that's that's kind of how where I am on that. Nice. Um, well, we were reading uh, that you uh, you co-founded revamp uh this is when you're in college right yeah so uh it's revamp so revitalizing empowering vanderbilt's african-american male population uh so co- i was a co-founder and activities coordinator for that uh college uh it was really just a a chance for uh the black male on, on campus kind of community the negative stereotypes of being a black male on campus and society so a lot of community service a lot of mentorship through that I've been really proud of that program in college. Well, it seems like you've already kind of gotten your hand in a lot of different um, things in terms of being involved in the community. You also have orenbergs.com, uh, if I'm not mistaken, which you've – is that a recent yep. launch? Yes, yeah, so I launched that uh, the day before the draft. Uh, that's something I've been working on with my, my girlfriend. She does a lot of branding work, so she helped me out a lot with that. Uh, but really wanted to get a chance to, for Packers fans and NFL fans to uh, – Abroad to kind of know who I was as a person and give me give me a chance to kind of tell my story. So that that was kind of the the idea behind that. So 
uh, in the future, maybe looking towards a nonprofit or foundation of some sorts. But uh, right now, that's kind of the basis for uh, what I'm looking to build. Uh, but right now, it's just it's really about just, just locking in on the football and, and, and getting in the best position possible going into the season. I mean, how 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 much of the Packers, I mean, I imagine they probably don't want you to think about anything more than football at the moment, but... You know, the Packers are kind of a special kind of community-oriented team in a lot of ways. I mean, from the very basic of the ownership structure, but just to, you know, you have a stadium that fits whatever it fits now, 100,000, 85,000 in a town of 100,000 people. Like, they are the community, and they're very much like a community institution compared to basically any other NFL team. Are you kind of excited to, to use to be able to use that platform? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like uh, that's a unique opportunity to kind of make an impact as, as big as possible here in uh, Wisconsin and uh, across the nation as well. I mean, this the, the amount of love that we've gotten from uh, Packers fans from all over. I have people hit me up from Ireland, Brazil, Mexico. Like, it's it's been just amazing, honestly, just uh, the, the kind of the onboarding process for this. But uh, like I said, like, it's, it's definitely one of the best fan bases in the NFL. So, uh, man, I keep saying I'm excited, but like I can't say it enough. Like I'm so excited to kind of just get started with this new chapter. Yeah, uh, Orin, we're we're excited for you, and 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 I hope you. Uh, if you don't want to answer this, that's totally fine. Like I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but I, you know, you talk about all your efforts um, that you've done already in college, and I, I'm just wondering, like when you see the way it becomes like such a hot button topic the second that somebody stands out for a cause in the NFL, and you compare it to a league like the NBA um, where, you know, you've got like some of the biggest names in the sport and some of the best coaches of all time talking about it. I'm wondering like, is any part of you hesitant to, I guess, where you feel like you, you have to like operate in like a sterilized manner now in the NFL to kind of fit in. I, I mean, I, just, there's something about that culture that I feel like we oftentimes talk about um, that just isn't right. Like, I, I don't know what it yeah. is, and I don't even really have a question, but it's frustrating to me because I, I look at, you know, when LeBron James comes out and, and all that he does in the community and all the good that he's doing and, and, you know, people try to make him out to be a bad person for standing up for a cause. It's like, it's really disappointing. It's kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> so um, I don't yeah. know what the question is there, but I guess I'm wondering, like, do you have to kind of navigate around that knowing just the way the NFL is for some reason? Yeah, it is, it is a little frustrating, but I mean, at the end of the day, like what I've tried to do is be very intentional uh, with, with the platform that I'm given throughout college. Uh, uh, just use that platform for things that I think are important and, and society does as well. So uh, just being responsible with the, 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 the opportunities that you have uh, ahead of you at, 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 with that platform, I think is extremely important. So um, I don't know, it's tough to navigate sometimes, but it's definitely worth it at the end of the day because you know you're making a lasting impact. Yeah, definitely. Well, we we also hope that you uh, you make a lasting impact on the field and that you enjoy your acclimation to the uh, to the NFL um, and to this defense. There's a, there's a, it feels like there's a lot of opportunity, obviously for you as a rookie, but like in general, I think the Packer fan is really excited to see a lot of new faces on this defense, and they clearly invested heavily. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In the draft, so um, we're uh, we're pretty pumped up about that. Have you? Uh, I have to ask the obligatory question. Have you spoken to, seen Aaron Rodgers? What that's like? Because um, it seems like there's just kind of this aura around him as him being like the old guy now uh, in the Packers <laughs> locker room. Have you had a Rodgers interaction that's noteworthy? Uh, not no. I wouldn't say noteworthy. Just kind of just walking by him. But really, I mean, he's my teammate now, so it's 
about business when we get in the in the in the, in the room. So uh, I don't know. I haven't really paid too much attention to it, but uh, I know he's a great leader and uh, excited to kind of see him work. How's Green Bay been? That's a big adjustment, That's and I say that as someone who moved from <laughs> Miami, Florida, to uh, to Wisconsin for for some time. I, I understand how it is. Has, what's what's been the best thing so far, and what's been the thing that you're like, all right, this is going to take some getting used to. Uh, but we haven't seen the, the town too much. Uh, we went to Henderlands once for rookie camp, but uh, it's really just been from the airport to the hotel to the facility, back to the hotel kind of thing. Uh, maybe getting a little food uh, at, at uh, Texas Roadhouse or that kind of thing. But um, I don't know. It's been really focused since we got in. Like I said, like it's good to be around a good group of guys that are kind of just driven towards a, a similar goal. So. Uh, right now, it's kind of grind time. We haven't really got a chance to see too much of the town, but uh, definitely looking forward to that uh, in the future. Do you have anybody you're close to in the uh, among the other rookies or undrafted free agents? Is there, you know, who's your roommate? Who who are you? Uh, who do you get dinner with at the uh, at the mess hall? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm rooming with uh, Kendall Donerson uh, from Southeast from uh, Missouri State. Uh, he's my roommate right now, uh, and then the linebacker group. Uh, we got uh, Marcus Porter, Greer from uh, Notre Dame, uh, my man Paris from uh, Syracuse, and uh, it's been it's been good to kind of get with those guys, learning the playbook, and trying to just learn as much as possible right now uh, before we hit uh, OTAs next week. But um, yeah, it's been like I said, it's been a good group of guys, and uh, like just different personalities, just talking about uh, teammates that we have in common, whether it's from high school playing in the area or uh, in college playing against each other, that kind of thing. But um, I don't know, just just a different level of competition. So, was it your roommate there uh, talking trash in the background when you were saying that you're not very good at Fortnite? Because I heard somebody, <laughs> I heard somebody no. back there. <laughs> it was somebody in the hotel. I was in the, uh, the workout facility. I, I figured nobody would be coming in uh, for a while, but <laughs> some rando, I guess. All right, well, you, know, you tell the trash talking video gamer to uh, to meet you on the field. All right. Speaking oh, yeah, of, for uh, sure. For sure. Speaking of uh, former teammates, um, who who was like your idol growing up in in Virginia football? Like who who did you model your game after? Man, um, honestly, I would say uh, there was there were two brothers, Ronnie and uh, Devin Van Dyke. They were the first two. Of, uh, it was really the so it was Andre Simmons. He went to Vanderbilt. Ronnie Van Dyke and Devin Van Dyke. They both went to uh, Virginia Tech and played linebacker. So uh, they were one year and two year ahead of me. So really looked up to those guys and because uh, I, I just started playing football my freshman year in high school so uh, once I kind of got into football they were the guys that were kind of paving the way at my school in South County in Lorton, Virginia uh, so big shout out to those guys kind of getting me started and uh, man they're still really good friends today uh, so that, that's kind of who I looked up to uh, high school football wise. Nice. All right, well, Oren, we really appreciate the time. We're looking forward to uh, getting to know you a little better throughout the course of the uh, the off season leading up to the season and and uh, looking forward to a fun year for you. Best of luck, man. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, sports fans. Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event. 
even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. All right, big ups to Oren Burks for joining us. Enjoyed having him on the show. Uh, if you liked that, leave a comment. Maybe a rating on iTunes. Uh, find us, the APC Podcast. And hit us up on Twitter at the APC Pod, right? That is correct. Is there still that APC Podcast out there again? Yeah, I think it's a religious show that is no longer being produced. How often do you check? Religion is ever, over. Do you ever go back and check to see if they've tweeted since the inception of this show? No. No, I have not. God has been yeah. canceled. I, I mean, if I really <laughs> wanted to, I think with Twitter, there's a certain uh, there's a cutoff period where you, you can make a plea to them that, hey, this other account, we want it. They haven't they haven't been active in whatever, however many years. I don't know what that number is before they will like give it to you. Well, right. But now that there's no clout scores, we can't even figure it out. Yeah. Like who who's real? Well, I certainly have a lot of clout with with Twitter. So good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Back, to done. <laughs> Back to you guys. Jelly Bean Boy over here is done. I, I started thinking about clout scores, and then I just kind of got lost. Ben Foldy, the field reporter. Back to you guys. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right, I think that's a show. A Thank nice welcome back. off-season show. Welcome, welcome back, back to the show. Thanks for doing a lot of stuff without me. I appreciate you guys not hating me for uh, no. soldiering on for seemingly never no, being everybody here else hates when the time us. is right. We had for, someone tweet at us as, as I was um, as I was tweeting over the the last couple hours. You're getting set up for the show. Oh, the long-awaited undrafted rookie free agent breakdown podcast, uh, which obviously this episode was not. So I don't know if like nope this is this is a drafted, not free agent yeah exactly. interview podcast. So I guess I'm friend. saying I, that is like future content that we could do because I kind of threw that out there as like a at the end of the last episode we did like yeah maybe we'll do that and so some people were like yeah we want that I don't know if we can get guys on like the Jeff Gray oh, podcast mean, like, I think was fun yeah like, no that that'd be cool oh I, you mean like going through the <laughs> yeah. list and like breaking them down like do I really want to be on the record with like a Tavares Dantzler take like I was convinced that Great he was name. making the team and he did not yeah but we could definitely do an, a name evaluation yeah we podcast. do tend to do that. And the undrafted free agents are seemingly always great for that. For yeah. some uh, this year, I don't, Isn't there I a guy whose name is Martini? There is a guy named Martini. Excellent. Greer. Greer Martini? Is that his name? Shaken or stirred. Pinky's oh. up, man. Is that how you serve martinis? Yep. Uh, Greer, yep. Greer Martini up or, up out of down. Notre Dame. <laughs> up or down? <laughs> neat. I don't know, man. I just drink bourbon neat. Three That's... olives. What does it mean when you have a twist with your martini? Does I mean, you have know? a twist in it. It's like a citrus, it's like, like yeah, a, like a citrus, a line, like a like, really. Yeah. It's a literal twist. No, yeah, I you, thought it was you, like you an take, extra ingredient. You take a pairing. Like... You take a pairing knife. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Shot of absinthe. You thought or it was like I don't a. Know. You thought it was like a plot twist. No, <laughs> no it's like way. Chubby Checker does a dance with your martini instead of shaking or stirring it. <laughs> really? No. Like, hey, where's the uh, twist? No, it's, you take like a pairing knife. You peel. I've seen that. You take peel, and then you squeeze it. You get the zest and the you know the 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 oils, the essential oils, essential oils. Well, I don't, you know, I'm, sh- I'm shutting it down. Like, like... They're oils and they're in essence. Yeah. 
I'm shutting it down. By the way, I recently saged my apartment. Oh yeah, to yeah. get rid of like bad vibes. Did, yeah, it's supposed did, to like shade, shade sage the I, corners. Call Jamie. That. Oh, yeah, Jamie can totally help you. Like, oh, I can't wait for that one. I mean, we do it. Yeah, we'll have a psychic podcast. The reading, for sure. the 2019 reading. That's gonna be uh, gonna 2018. Be oh yeah, yeah. Dash 19. I think what year it is matters in that line of work. It probably does. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> um, anyway, what are we talking about again? Football. We're ending the show. <laughs> um, Gracefully. Very well, gracefully, so yeah. With a twist, we're ending it with a twist. <laughs> oh, you're well never played. gonna live that down. Uh, yeah. um, so I don't know what we're gonna do next, but it's gonna be Packers related, and it'll be more so than today. Probably. Yeah, probably yeah. it'll be within the next couple of weeks because uh, we got stuff coming up. There's gonna be um, OTAs. There's more mini camp stuff. Yeah. There's like some group activity where they go like. Like clay shooting or something. They and shoot clay. Sure. What what is that called? Oh, you're talking Team about building? like pigeons. Yes. I thought you meant Clay Matthews. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're out of here. Let's yeah, just we shut are. it down. I'll, yeah, we'll probably do a podcast soon. Being grateful that Rogers will finish his career at Packer, maybe. Yeah. And let's, the best way to find out that. about let's the next episode that. is at the APC Pod on Twitter. Follow us there. Subscribe. Um, also at the APC Pod. On Instagram, again, for literally no reason, my face is on the internet there. I, I just want to, before we wrap up, I, I Google Im- image searched Greer Martini while we were talking, and he's one of those guys who wears his eye black like Peter Chris. so we got that going for us. We got that to look nice. forward to. All right. I'm not going to say any more words because I'm going to suck down another lozenge. All right. Sweet. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.